back to the podcast that rocks weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock metal alternative and everything in between with me again this week is go gretchen say hello gretchen hello gretchen <laughs> there was a little animated swagger to that one i actually that was that was nice hello that's gretchen <laughs> That's called Gretchen's Tired. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. That's, Sorry for the audio delay. Gotcha. It was, I don't know if you really care for Seinfeld or not, but it was almost nope. because Seinfeld had a neighbor, like in his building, not really like a neighbor. So every time he goes like, hello, Newman. Um, hello, yeah, Gretchen. No. So, yeah, that's not a I fan thought. of that show. Fair <laughs> enough. I'm just saying that's what that reminded me of. Hope everyone is doing well, had a decent week. I know things are still chaotic in everyone's individual lives, and how 2020 is impacting them is wildly different than everyone else. However, we all share a lot of common goals. One of the, you know, things getting canceled, planning for 2021 in the middle of 2020, as everyone else is, how things are not going to be the same. But there is one, there are some good things happening in 2020, mostly on the music side. New music is going to keep getting pushed out. There's no stopping it right now. It's going to keep happening more and more and more. So, that being said, we're going to talk about some of the new stuff coming out over the next few weeks and in other certain areas. And if you saw the title of this week's podcast, you kind of already know what I'm about to say. Um, there were two cover songs of notes from pretty higher-ranking and well-known uh, rock bands. And it's going to be... Weird to see how this plays out over the next few months because these will not be the only two at all. There's going to be many, many, many more cover songs coming because this is the perfect time to do them. This is the best time for all these bands and musicians to use those home studios to just play around and play their own favorite songs that they grew up playing or they think they can do and then push them up pretty easily. So we'll talk about the first one that came out uh, after last week's podcast was recorded. It came out late last Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, about six days ago. Three Days Grace's cover of someone that I used to know. Somebody that I used to know from Gautier, <laughs> as I'm always wrong on the pronunciation of. Yes. Now, Gretchen heard this one before I did. She asked me if I had heard it yet. I knew about it, but I didn't get a chance to listen to it when I posted it. Um, so I'll let Gretchen give her thoughts before I give mine on this one, and then we'll do the reverse in case you haven't heard the other one. So what did you think on the Three Days Grace cover of Gautier? One word. Ew. Aww. It was just, it was... Aww. I wish I... See, that's the thing. I need to program sound effects onto my stream deck for the live stream, because as soon as you said that... I would have just pushed the sad prices right horn. Boom. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's just me. It was, oh God, it was just, and it was, it was, I don't even know how to describe it. Like the, the verses weren't awful. Okay. But it was the chorus that was just, ugh. Okay. So F- bad. Okay. Fair enough. And yeah, your opinion matches exactly what you told me uh, six days ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this was a full production. This was the entire band. They had an animated music video with it. They put effort into it. Um, Anything else you'd like to add before I start talking about Three Days Grace cover of somebody that I used to know? I mean, I I like Three Days Grace. I feel like they could have picked a, a song that fit them a little bit better vocally, like range wise. This wasn't it. Yeah, I have to say that is well put. Here's my take on Three Days Grace's cover of Gautier. And by the way, the song link is in the video description for the podcast on YouTube, on the actual page. Um, The music itself, the actual acoustic guitar behind it, the drum work, it was like a little bit heavier and more speed up because it's not obviously going to be the same unique instrumental take that Gautier had back in 2011, 2012, whenever that was. Ooh, it's been a hot minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, here's the thing. What killed it for me was Matt's performance. I mean, his mm-hmm. in the verses, he tried to sound a little sinister and brooding mm-hmm. and intense. And then in the chorus, it just destroyed it. It just did not match any inflection. He was still trying to give that Gautier performance with his own edgy three days grace style. And oh, it was right. terrible. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> 
I have nothing against the actual guitar work behind it because I can't really say that saving it, but man, oh man, the vocal side of this cover was truly terrible. This is not one of the worst cover songs ever. If someone really oh, no. loves, if someone really loves it, someone loves it. That's fine. It's not if like I ever heard it, I could just kind of like, I could just kind of shrug my shoulders and move on with my day. But yeah, this mm-hmm. just did not do it for me. And someone just said in the chat, curious to hear it again. It's in the comment section if you want to hear it after. Edgy Gautier. <laughs> yeah, they really tried to to get that. I'm not. That I'm not. Sound it's not it. just, it's just me. Yeah, Matt really. He really tried to get edgy with that. Like he just the verse, especially in some of the verses. Like he tried like do this like little like intense like had a little gruff in his voice, try to get a little more sinister and serious with it. Like, oh no, that's not how this is gonna be. Yeah. And I mean like uh. it is like you said that he sounded a little brooding. I mean, the song itself is depressing and a little bit has like a brooding okay tone to it but yeah i missed the mark yeah i get that you missed the mark for sure but like in the sense of the original song it's more about being regretful and just just, (laughs) it's miserable it's just everything's a bad situation i never got from the original though i have serious anger and you're all about to get a dose of it i never got that feeling (laughs) that's all i I get on this one oh well, and of course, with the original one, you had the the male voice, and then you had the female voice, and the female voice did have some anger to it. Yeah, because it was like her. It was being, more of a response. You know, like yeah, like a response almost, like the back and forth. Yeah, and that's what works well uh, about too. Yeah, but like this was like anger, like throughout. Man. Again, I really don't have anything against Three Days Grace. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen them live work in the festival circuit. I mm-hmm. am a bigger fan of the original days of Three Days Grace with Adam, the original singer. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that does not make me diminish anything. I just I'm indifferent right. to later Three Days Grace. That's a good way to say it. I've never just groaned at the band. Mm-hmm. I've never like lunged to change the station to use a good metaphor right. and analogy that we're all used to. This song, I don't know. Oh man, it's. I want. I, I since it's been like uh, a better way to put it, it's almost to the point where I'll start laughing a little if I hear it again. Ooh. So again, it's not one of the worst things ever. The music behind it's fine. It's just the wrong tone to take that song. Yeah. Can you imagine? I haven't seen the music video for it though. It's an animated music video. Like Matt's face is animated. They have like the drawings and animation of the guitars and stuff. It's it's well done. I mean, there's nothing on that either, but it doesn't add anything to the song. Right. So, Hmm. I wonder if that was like a little homage to the original one because the original music video. I remember it had like actual the paint and artwork. Yeah. Yeah, like the animated paint going on the person. So yeah. I wonder if that was like something. Oh, yeah. Be. Three Days Grace isn't going to try that with their music video. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> all, all four guys <laughs> naked <laughs> facing the Just wall. Just paint going on them. <laughs> I don't know. I'd give um, them bonus points for trying, at least, if they did try to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I may have, you know, given it a second chance. But, like, all right, y'all tried. Yeah, exactly. So. You know what? Uh, I just, I do not see that working live. I do not see that. All right, we're getting a little serious for the moment. I doubt it. There's not a chance. Not that one. Because, like, some bands, like Five Finger Death Punch, likes to play several of their cover songs live. Right. Three Days um, Grace does, isn't known for their cover songs, though, like Five right. Finger Death Punch. And also, Three Days Grace, I think in an hour slot, or if they're a supporting yeah. band, or they're at a festival or something, they would not use their time for that one. I I just yeah. don't see that. That's true. So mm. it's also not a it doesn't rile up a crowd either. If you uh, no no <laughs> oh man it would just definitely set, does not. If it sets the wrong tone with me with my headphones in, I can't imagine the tone it would set in a crowded uh, concert venue or festival or something like that. So oh. uh, barf. <laughs> so again, not the worst thing ever, but I just definitely think they took the wrong direction and i mm-hmm. i wish it was a song i used to know but it's still fresh in my memory you get it <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny 
So, now that that's out of the way. Oh, and someone else just said, I just imagine headbanging to Gautier. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's not going to happen. Especially with that song, you just be crying the whole time. Tears flopping. Tears yeah. flopping all over. Yeah. So, oh. um, moving on to the other cover song that just post- posted today. Something wildly different, but also a band covering something they would not be known for ever. Corn covering The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Featuring Yellow Wolf. I, first of all, give them credit. Not expected. Kept it secret up until the up until the daily released it. Had a special mm-hmm. guest in there, so they checked a few boxes on that at least. Yeah, <clears throat> I heard the song today this morning when they made the announcement. Before I go into the song itself, this song, all proceeds on Bandcamp are going to the Awakening Youth, a nonprofit organization that goes to children and devoted to. Um, Children and single parents that are dealing with the loss of another parent in the family, mm. or if they're or if the kid child is orphaned or something like that. So, nonprofit. Okay. The foundation's been around for a while. It's going to be tied to one. Uh, if I'm correct, it's going to be tied to another one of their uh, planned things like that called Loud Crazy Love, which is a documentary. So, they and first of all, they have good intentions. All proceeds go to that. So, mm-hmm. they definitely are have their heart the right spot for that as well mm-hmm. here's the thing this new uh devil went down to georgia cover from corn is exactly what you think it is <laughs> it's jonathan davis and the rest of the band taking devil went down to georgia and getting real rough and rowdy with it it's a rock track the shades of the countryside of it are very minimal mm-hmm. it's not that fast-paced bluegrass my name's johnny that type of stuff so i don't hate it i can honestly say corn they made it their own that's something that anyone who hears the song half of the song you listen to half of this cover from corn you at least understand yeah they made it their own i can't really knock it for that i didn't feel like i wasted my time listening to it either and I couldn't. And so, if you love corn, you'll probably get a kick out of this too. It's a novelty for sure. If you don't like corn, you're not going to like this because this is a corn song. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I'm neutral when it comes to corn, and I was able to listen to about half of it, and then work started getting busy, so I kind of had to pause it and never went back to it. Yeah, um, but it definitely is very corn. Right. I mean, one of the unsung heroes in Corn is Fieldy, the bassist. I've always loved that clunky, slappy bass that he is very great at. That's like his own style of it. And it's in mm-hmm. most Corn albums, especially in the earlier days, it's very prominent. Right. And I feel like they had hints of that, but they, st- they focused more on guitar chugga chugga and Jonathan Davis doing his growl and his voice. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Speaking of something with my voice, Jonathan Davis's growl and his voice just really going by the numbers. How should I take on The Devil Went Down to Georgia? And it's exactly how you think it is. So um, when you compare the two covers of this past week, yeah, I'd say the corn one is definitely worth hearing even for the novelty of it. I just can't recommend that Three Days Grace cover. I just can't. No. I... Yeah. Even on paper, even before hearing the song, I remember thinking, why? Yeah, it doesn't make any kind of sense. It, like, does, it oh, doesn't match. It doesn't feel... No one's clamoring for an, a redo or updated version of that. And on the flip side, The Devil Went Down the Georgia has been covered many times before. Primus had a really well-known cover of that song. So, I don't know. I feel it's just... The whole point about this, though... Take for take it for what it's worth. I don't hate either of them by any means. If you like either one, that's fine too. Right. If you're on the YouTube video, let me know which one you think. You can check out the links to both of them for the Bandcamp for Corn and for the YouTube video for Three Days Grace. The links mm-hmm. are in the description. Let me know what you think. I still reiterate my point that I made before talking about these songs. We're going to get more of these. There are going to be more cover songs from every band you can imagine, wildly done, just out of part boredom, part inspiration. This is the time where this is completely acceptable. And we might get a hidden gem out of it too. We really might. 
So I'm fine with it if that's how the case. I'm hoping we get something really fun and really unique. I at least feel corn covering uh, the devil went down to Georgia in style of corn. You know, of course they would. I at least get that. So that's something. It's fun. It's harmless. That That's a great way to say it. It's harmless. Absolutely. Right. So I don't know what else corn could cover um, that could make their corn stamp of approval, like in the style of corn. Man, that's not in rock or metal. That'd be interesting to see if there's like any wildly done corn songs. Someone said in the chat room, imagine Jonathan Davis singing Old Town Road. Oh. Huh, well, uh, you know, also for the novelty, maybe. And someone else <laughs> uh, just said, do we need more punk goes covers like punk goes 90s, punk goes pop? No, we don't. Oh, they made more than enough of those to last us throughout our generation. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't get don't get me wrong. There are gems of songs and covers on mm-hmm. those compilations. Not all of them though, and there were so many that saturated the market back in the early 2010s that they mean nothing now. Yep. So if I don't even know who they would have do it now either. That's the thing. Also, because a lot of the scene bands that were uh, a heavy influence on those albums are in such hot water, you wouldn't want them to be a part of your project anyway. So, I don't know. There's a lot of cover songs out there, and I hope we get more unique ones. I'll give credit for Three Days Grace trying something completely out of their out of their wheelhouse and just going for it. Did not work for me at all, but I do give them points for trying because you can tell they put in effort. That's a very fair statement. So. Especially since they did a music video for it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's... It was not just quickly... It, it was definitely was not quickly thought. So it was yeah. not spur of the moment. So moving on, we're going to do this one a little more quickly. We usually save this for later. But since it's a bit of a changeup, I do want to talk about it. And I want to talk about some other things going on. We're going to do the Billboard Mainstream Top 3 right now. Because there's a bit of a changeup. And I'm sure Gretchen's going to love some of these changes as well. At number 3... On Billboard's mainstream top 10 on the mainstream rock chart is Atlas Falls by Shinedown at their peak position. Yay! So they've been steadily. That's I told you you'd be excited. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> okay, so they have been steadily climbing with that song since they originally released it as a buy only option with all of the proceeds going to that charity where they had the t-shirt and single combo. And ever since the mm-hmm. song was released, they're still encouraging to actually make all proceeds to that charity. So yeah. Atlas Falls not only has succeeded as a single, but they've made a lot of money for that charity. So I can't mm-hmm. say enough good things about Shinedown. Hats off to them. They were on the ball and ready for that at the very beginning of the pandemic shutdown. Like when things started, like really started going into quarantine, they were on top of it. So you know what? They're Mm -hmm. seeing the fruits of their labor still. And I can't say anything but positive things about all how that's worked out. It's been on the chart for 17 weeks and it's at its peak position right now at number three. It could go up more because usually (laughs) as long as it still continues to climb, it could climb even higher. It does it once it starts falling. That's when you know things are yeah. in a problem. At number two, knocked out of the number one spot is Five Finger Death Punch with a little bit off. And this is where I predict a little bit off will start falling a bit more dramatically, right. just because it was number one for oh at least three or four weeks. That's pretty good. Yeah, and you know what? That is good. So I mean, you don't want a song to stay number one. You know. I don't want something to be unforgettable, Gretchen. Get it? Okay, just so everyone's aware, um, Gretchen cannot hear the sad trombone sound that I'm playing. I found that audio clip, Gretchen, for this Price is Right. So I have been hitting that. I hope other people can hear that online, too. I have been hitting it a few times, and that one earned it. Oh, man. I just... See, I think... With Five Figure Death Punch, I said it before, I'll say it again. If A Little Bit Off is going to be the single, and it's going to be the song from Five Figure Death Punch's latest album to get all the attention, I'm fine with that one, getting it fine. Mm -hmm. A Little Bit Off, really, it doesn't do anything for me, but for Five Figure Death Punch, it's fine. 
So can't complain too much. And then at number one, and this is a big deal because it's been on the chart for a while, and it's great timing for them, is The Pretty Reckless with Death by Rock and Roll. Nice. So this song was announced, it's been on the chart for 11 weeks, so less than some of the other songs that are on the chart, especially in the top 10. And it's at its peak position, obviously, because it's number one. But also, the new album still is planning to come out. We don't, I have to look it up when specifically it's going to be released. But once that's posted, that's a huge feather in the cap to already have a number one single on the upcoming album. And good for and good for them too, you know. Good for them for actually getting that out. I heard Ivan in the background too. I was gonna say I had to mute myself briefly because my it's dog. Okay. Was Ivan's a lot. Ivan barked for Five Finger Death Punch getting on the chart, and then he barked Damn again right. for he he barked again because they're no longer number one. <laughs> so. Sure, we'll go with that. Yes, exactly. He's he's very <laughs> aware of what's going on. Very. Yes. So as I just, I want to say, I'm still hopeful that the album will come out this year. I know everything's getting pushed back. Everything is. And I know they've been working on it for a while. The plan was for the band tour later this year. That got pushed back, obviously, along with everyone else. I don't know if the album's still going to come out in 2020. If not, then early 2021. So... I, here's hoping that they can get something out like maybe January. Mm-hmm. I know there's tentative release dates for this one is from what I'm hearing from different sources. So if it's January, that's fine. I'm just pretty impressed though. The Pretty Reckless kicked the door down and still got something on top during a time like this. And the Pretty, yeah. and the pretty Reckless, let's be honest, is not a household name. They're not. Yeah. And that's a very first rate. I'm a fan of the band too. You could say Taylor Momsen, people know her for sure, but then you say The Pretty Reckless, they still might not know that she's the singer of the band. Right. People don't know that she's actually a really good guitarist. So, mm-hmm. so the, the fact only that they got... reason why I knew that was because they played her, and I always say this as my reference, I knew her from Gossip Girl, but they actually played mm-hmm. some of The Pretty Reckless songs on episodes. Right, exactly. That's the only way I knew. And if I'm correct, the sh- I've never seen an episode, but you said the show went downhill after she left? Yes, it really did. Oh, well. She was an amazing character. So, okay, there you go. Um, as for my experience with The Pretty Reckless, I interviewed uh, her and the uh, guitarist, like the founders of the band, back in 2017. So it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And everyone's always told me up to that point that they're a rough interview. Like, they just are hard to talk to. Um, She's not the most talkative. It's just kind of, like, not the best answers. I talked to her at Welcome to Rockville that year. They were great. They were responsive. We were having fun. It was the start of their tour. They were opening for Soundgarden that year. Everything was happy. So, I don't know. I'm hoping this is only upward for them also. I hope this puts the spotlight back on the Pretty Reckless again. Mm -hmm. So, again... I'm kind. Of, I'm. I'm satisfied. I'm more than satisfied with the Billboard Top Three right now, um, with those th- songs getting yeah. the spots. Again, there's still quite a bit of movement. Let's uh, just one quick note: Metallica, "All Within My Hands," the new song update with Metallica and the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra from S and M Two. It's only been on the chart mm-hmm. for two weeks, but it's already at number six. Wow, that's rare that's only something metallica could really get away with in the on the mainstream rock chart you have to ease into it somehow you don't ever get like a song released and it goes into the top 10 unless you're metallica level so unless yeah so good for them too there's still a lot Mm -hmm. of movement up and down the charts lots of old songs new stuff coming as well Hopefully next week we'll have some more change, just because not so much that I'm against the Pretty Reckless keeping it or Shinedown keeping it. I just want change, you know. I right. want more songs. So it's not the same three. Exactly. So, and I'm happy that the Pretty Reckless got another number one track, especially for an album that's not even out yet. So, right. Good for them, and that's just another cool thing. Also, another release that was just made as of two hours ago that I saw this. Poppy's I Disagree is getting a reissue 
called I Disagree More. Think of it the extended edition with an additional four tracks. I Disagree More. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of the songs, like if you look at the actual artwork and the track titles on her tweet for this, because it's going to be out on August 14th, one of the songs you can't really tell by the actual um, font, I guess is the way, because it's like a scratch font. Yeah. It sh- might say bleed blood, but it looks like bleep bloop. <laughs> bleep bloop. Bleep bloop. So I'm going to try to share this really quickly for the YouTube crowd. For the song. Yeah, bleep bloop. So for everyone watching on YouTube, hopefully you can see this. Um, that's all it says. That's it. Bleep bloop. And someone said, they see bleed blood, but I see bleep bloop. So make your own a suggestion. It's on there right now. And I'm going to take it back away. Uh, just something I thought was interesting. But if you're a Poppy fan, that's something to keep your eye out on, on, at least for the new songs, too. That's something I would be interested in hearing for the new four ones that she has. Um, I got to say, I was talking to some of the other guys about this, too. Poppy's latest album came out in January of this year. You remember that? You Wait, remember? came out? Poppy's latest album. It came out in 2020. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I had to think about that for a hot minute. Yeah, so did I yesterday when I was thinking about that. Feels weird, right? It's been a long year. No, it's, it's not even August. What do you mean it's been a long year? It's been a long year. I was talking with some of the guys, um, and I'll plug the Rock Coliseum later. I was talking with some of them. I am in an extremely rare category where I saw three concerts in 2020. Not many people can say that. And I worked them too. I shot all three concerts that I went to. I am aware that I am in a slim minority of concert goers that can say that about 2020. Yep. So, yeah. Who did you see? I saw Beartooth and Motionless and White. Right. That's right. Okay. And you told me about how Beartooth is a better band in venues they and are. actual concert in a, venues. In yeah. a small venue, mm-hmm. they're much better right. than they are concert. Or and I get, because I've only seen them in festival circumstances, so that does yeah. make sense. And I've seen Motionless and Whites many times over the years, so... Yeah, some were saying January. Good times. Yeah, January. Yep. Oh, we had such fun planning things out and had hopes. Oh, Gretchen and I had our hotels booked, ready for our festival stuff in May. In Mar- in May, excuse me. We had so much planned and going on. <laughs> I just love thinking about back in like March. We're like, oh, this will blow over. Everything will be fine by May. It's all good. We're going to well, be fine. Well, to be fair, in the rest of the world, it has blown over. <laughs> Well, yeah, but no one here can yeah. figure out how to wear a mask. People refuse to wear a mask, so it's political. So we'll never get concerts, at least this year. Well, I mean, if you got a passport, we can travel for one, I guess. So. Shoot, I don't even know if other places are having them. Well, that's one I did want to point out. We do have the confirmed two festivals that we know of that are confirmed for 2021 with dates. One mm-hmm. in the U.S. and two more, I should say, because we knew about stuff like Riot Fest and everything. Two more. Yeah. So one in the U.S., one in France. So the first one is Aftershock 2021. For those who are unaware, this past Friday, they did announce that Aftershock 2020 is obviously going to be postponed because California is just, there's no way it can happen. And in Sacramento, things were very political and very split about how wearing a mask is an infringement of rights, even though the rest of California is suffering and they're about to, they have, they have started shutdown number two and a rebel rock. Yeah. I'll bring that up also. So aftershock 2021 will not only have Metallica and my chemical romance be headliners on respective days, but they've also added a fourth night. So it'll be three full days and then a fourth night before on that Thursday. So they are trying to make up for that as well. So kind of like what Blue Ridge Correct. had said they were going to do. Hopefully they got better bands for that Thursday night than Blue Ridge was going to offer. For that pre-show. That's the thing, though, too. I'm pretty sure for uh, Aftershock, it will be at the park, even if it's just like yeah. four or five bands. And that's fu- and hey, I'm fine for that, too, if the bands are there and they are a good show, if it's worth it. If not, then just show up on Friday, whatever. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah. So... Anyone that did buy bands for Aftershock, you have the choice to either postpone until 2021 for deferments and you get that fourth night free and you still keep your mm-hmm. status of what ticket you bought if it's VIP or general admission, or you can get a refund. 
So after DWP took some time, took a little bit longer than they should have to come to these conclusions, unfortunately. That's my only gripe about that. But they came through and they made up for it and everything's clear now. So good for them. Mm-hmm. We shall hopefully know the rest in the United States, other festivals, Rebel Rock, uh, the one that was canceled for 2020 in Orlando. They have announced the first wave, about half of the bands of their two-day festival. And that will be headlined in Orlando, Florida by Limp Biscuit and Five Finger Death Punch. I like Those Finger are the headliners Punch. for yeah. that festival in Orlando, Florida. That's a, that's a big yikes. I say, and they also are featuring bands like Attila and, oh, I don't even remember all. There was, there was, there were a few that were, there was uh, quite the balance of sludge over actual talent. <laughs> I said this comment before. I'll say it again when regarding the Rebel Rock Festival in 2021 in Orlando, Florida. I can smell that concert from here and it's in another time zone over a year away. It's the scent of yeah. Axe body, body Spray and Miller Lite all mixed together. So mm-hmm. I, I'm i also biased. I've shot at that, fest, that festival grounds before at that venue, the Orlando Amphitheater. That is not a fun venue. It's just a, it's just a big grassy field right next to like a glorified carnival music park, you know, like with the big wheel and the swings and the games and stuff. Oh, man, it's just, it's a sweaty, miserable experience for that. Parking's a nightmare. It's not in the best part of Orlando. And mm-hmm. to sit and or stand and sweat on an uncomfortable field with no sitting area, no real grounds to do anything, all day, just to eventually see Limp Biscuit or Five Finger Death Punch at the very end, I'm sorry, I'd rather sit at home. That's yeah, just also, me. It looks like it could potentially also be the same dates as uh, Louder Than Life. Right. And like Louder Than Life by DWP in Louisville, they said they are going to try for four days again. I don't mm-hmm. know about if they're going to try to get Metallica again. But I, I, I was not crazy about Louder Than Life's grounds, their venue at all. Yeah. I, I, like, I, last year, I went up and down about that. But at the same time, I get it. I do mm-hmm. get why they chose that one. So, that being said, yeah, I would rather go to Louder Than Life than Rebel Rock because yes. at least Louder Than Life, the name value and the variety of bands and everything else there would be worth it over Rebel Rock. So, yep. let me put it this a better way. If I was <laughs> local in Florida still, like I still lived in Jacksonville, which is two hours from that venue, mm-hmm. I still wouldn't go. <laughs> Damn. I don't know how else to really break that down. So, pretty rough. Uh, uh, so, moving on though, on the other side of the world, festivals are being planned out. Hellfest in 2020 has been canceled, unfortunately. However, this is one of the biggest festivals in the world for a metal festival. I mean, this is three days of a, a huge event, and it's amazing. And I've known people that have gone to it in France, Clisson, France. Oh, man, three hours, four hours away from Paris? I'm not really sure. It's not in Paris at all. Everyone says it's amazing. And 90% of the bands that were going to be on the 2020 performance signed up for 2021. I think that's kind of awesome. Yeah. So if you want a refund, um, you should be able to get that taken care of. Again, I'm talking about this band. I don't know all the logistics about this one. I've never worked with Hellfest. Obviously, I've never been to France. However, this is a pretty strong lineup. So as I try to share my screen, because this is 90% of the bands, I'll go back, share my screen for all of you who are in the chats on YouTube. Headlined by Deftones, Faith No More, and System of a Down, featuring Korn, Pucifer, Maynard James Keenan's other band, Rival Sons, Dropkick Murphys, Opeth, Volbeat, Deep Purple, Judas Priest, The Offspring, Sepultura, Suicidal Tendency, Social Distortion, The Killing Joke, and then there are many other bands that are in the small fonts that are big names that just may not be as big in the over in France as they are in the States, but names like Baroness, you know, there are so many that are huge names and stuff. The who they're going to be there. The HU sacred Reich dying fetus while she sleeps, the British band, a lot more of a European presence. I see lacuna coil on there. 
I would have to zoom in and really see a lot of these, but like, there's a lot of names worth checking out. Fire from the Gods, which I'm a fan of. The Darkness, mm-hmm. who I keep forgetting about always. Steel Panther and Ailstorm, if you want your lulls. Um, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. This is a strong lineup. And this is six stages in a big, huge field in France. So you know what? That sounds pretty awesome. I would go to that if it was possible. For sure. I was supposed to say, that one sounds so much better than Rebel Rock. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> and again, pretty much anything does. Yeah, so I hats off to Hellfest and hats off to all those bands that were willing to sign up for the 2021 performance. Just say, you know what, yeah. we'll work around our own touring because our tour plans are up in the air anywhere, but we still want to go to Hellfest. Hellfest has a reputation and a strong name. So. Yeah. They've been around for years. That's one European festival I would want to go to. However, I mean, obviously, will that ever happen? I don't know. Can I get by with mediocre French reading comprehension? I don't know. So, again, so the reason I bring those up, things are still getting planned for 2021. That's going to be next year in the summer for 2021. All the festivals that we know of in 2021 for the States are still going to happen. Riot Fest, we already know many bands for. Aftershock, we know yeah. the headliners. We have all the May festivals, which are the biggest ones in theory, like Sonic Temple, Welcome to Rockville, Epicenter, and then there are many others like Lollapalooza in uh, Illinois and Austin City Limits, which is also two weekends. I don't know what they're going to do about Coachella. Coachella, I would never go to, but I am aware, like this year's Coachella had some rock and metal acts. I'm aware of that. They had Rage Against the Machine. They had Code Orange, you know? So it's not to say they were completely tone deaf of different genres like that we cover. It's just the hardest part about all this, I'm going to have to sit back and wait. And that's mm-hmm. it. I know that's what everyone is loving to do right now. That's everyone's favorite game. Wait. The waiting game. So, yeah. It's hard to say... Um, what's going to happen besides that, at least in the immediate future, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful more Mm -hmm. news is going to come. For those of you who do follow the American festivals in the United States, they should have more announcements, they said, in October for what's to happen in 2021 when they start announcing full lineups, full dates, locations for venues, things like that, taking information. So I'll post about everything. I'll get you information I can on the website as soon as I see it and post it on the socials. We just got to wait. And I know, again, that's not what everyone wants to hear, but that's where we're all at right now. Mm-hmm. And moving on from that, I would just like to say other things coming up right now. If you are interested, um, Rock Coliseum is tomorrow. And for those of you who do listen to the podcast or the, the main YouTube channel or any of the other guys, ARTV, Spectrum Pulse, Crash Thompson, we're all there for over two hours literally just having fun and we do it with all of you if you've never heard rock coliseum before this is where we take all your suggestions and give the thumbs up and thumbs down on our favorite bands your favorite bands your least favorite bands bands who we think are funny and sometimes we put bands together but we give the thumbs up and thumbs down on who is good and who is bad it's just a, it's just a way for us to get together and talk and laugh and have fun give our thoughts on bands and artists or albums at times, too, that we don't always get to talk about. So, please, if you could, show up tomorrow. It'll be 8, 8 p.m. Eastern tomorrow on the main channel. All the other guys are sharing out the links, too, if you follow them. I know for our international listeners and watchers, it's going to be real early in the morning. So, if you do that, thank you for sticking with us, especially watching live. I can't stress enough how much watching that one live helps because the more Mm -hmm. viewers watch it while it's the live stream for two hours, the more YouTube pushes it. The more engagement it gets, the more likes it gets while it's going on, the more YouTube's willing to push it. So that is enormous for us. We love it. We love doing it. We love being with you guys and having fun with this. We love, we always look forward to it. So looking at it right now, it's about 24 hours away, roughly. So we hope to see as many of you there as we can. And I would be remiss if we did not talk about arguably the biggest release of the past week. And I'm a little excited because this is something I can talk about on the podcast that rocked because Taylor Swift dropped an alternative album. She did. 
Folklore is cl classified in the alternative spectrum. I don't care what anyone says. You cannot deny that this would fit in the alternative category if it was by any other artist. So oh, good. <laughs> and Gretchen made sure I was aware that Folklore was amazing the day oh, it came out so because she stayed up real late in the I early did. morning just to listen to it all the way through. I did. So, I so I have finally heard it all the way through. I enjoy it. This is a more refreshing side of Taylor Swift that I feel I can get behind where she's not mostly mostly not singing about herself. She got mm -hmm. more creative with this. She took some chances. The music is not any shade of country at all, but it's still very timid and very acoustic at times and very low and it's meant to be that way and I enjoy it. So, I would like to give the time to Gretchen for her to discuss anything, really, any thoughts she has about folklore. Oh my gosh, I still haven't, like, processed my thoughts on it other than it's just remarkable. I love it. Okay. It's probably my favorite album of hers. I've heard other people say that too, and it's only been a week. Yeah. So, my, I mean, as soon as I heard the song with her and Bonnie Vare, which, by the way, the fact that they kept all of this secret until the week of release... Yeah awesome i love that so i love it it proves it can be done in the world of social media and people wanting dirt and gossip it proves it can be done and there are many other um guests on it as well i mm -hmm. this is something i enjoyed and this definitely counts in the alternative field i know it's going to be seen as pop i get that and even so this this was well done guys give it's worth your attention and I know many people gave it their attention because Folklore sold, not was streamed, sold over 500,000 copies in its first week. Mm. I do not know the last time an album of any band or any artist went gold in its first week. Well, Actually, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say it went gold because it might have, that was worldwide. So it's not certified gold yet in the States. It probably will be soon. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, I think that's very impressive for her. Uh, it really does, it is a night and day difference from a year ago when Taylor Swift had this massive campaign for Lover. She had partnerships and deals with Amazon and Target to have this big sales and commercial pitch for Lover. And it lasted one week before Tool, Fear Inoculum came out. And no one was talking about Taylor. <laughs> I think that might have been a wake-up call for a lot of people. So, And now, everyone's talking about Taylor. Mm -hmm. Good for her. So, there's music news. There's, there's good stuff that's going to keep coming, too. Get excited. Hopefully, we find more bands and new things to talk about. It's going to be hard for new bands to break out now. In this next six months. Oh, yeah. Without the ability to tour, something would have to go viral on YouTube or Twitch or Spotify or something like that for everyone to hear it. But it's possible. Mm -hmm. It is possible. It's my hope that all these bands that have been either in stasis, not doing much, or the bands we love finally get together and push something out. Deftones' new album is done. They're just trying to finalize when they can release it. From last I, were, I heard, it's going to be late fall. So I'm very excited for that. Gretchen knows I'm a huge Deftones fan. Mm -hmm. um, someone keeps asking in the chat room obnoxiously, what about Chainsmokers? Why aren't you talking about Chainsmokers? It's, that whole concert in New York was a joke. Everything about that was just awful. It's a terrible situation. People should not be going to concerts right now because you're risking your life and everyone else's life there. So, anything else to talk about? Okay. Speaking of concerts you should not be going to, Trapped is going to have a concert in South Dakota and North Dakota. You shouldn't go to that because they're encouraging no social distancing. Uh, Trapped is still in the woods. We're going to start wrapping things off, but we now know that Mr. Chris T. Brown, that we have a situation where he is in debt and he cannot afford to pay the graphic artist or the person that did the artwork for Trap's latest album, Shadow Work, 
or for the lyric video that was released. That man still hasn't been paid, and Chris T. Brown has said that he can't pay him until he gets money in October. $4,000, roughly. It could have been more, it could have been less, around that ballpark. Chris T. Brown and Trapped are not doing well, guys. 99% of the time, I would feel legitimately bad for a band that is struggling that hard that's been around for so long. You will never make me feel bad for Trapped. Uh Uh-uh. No. They (laughs) earned every bad situation that they are in right now. So, I and you want to say, like, well, the other guys in the band, they haven't said all the other stuff that Chris T. Brown said. They're with him, though. They, They are ride or die at that point. You have to know who you're working with. So, you can only give so much uh, leeway for those guys to realize, wow, we got to get away from this guy. He's going to drag our careers down too. Right. Uh, the actual number was looking that he sold 600 copies of his latest album that he's been hyping, promoting for months. And that's it. 600. Mm. Ugh. <laughs> Divide that. that 600. Divide that by the other band members and the like crew that had to help produce it and like the label that's publishing it. I know they did have a publicist. They get some cut. Ugh. I I don't know. We might see Christy Brown working at Home Depot soon. I just don't see it any other way. So Yeah. I honestly feel twenty twenty is the year of comeuppance. Across across the globe, no matter your situation. And Trapped, especially the singer, is really starting finally to feel that. Nope. It's my hope that I'll keep hammering down that people will learn their lesson, start washing their hands, wear your mask, as Gretchen ends every episode with. It's my hope that now that we've seen socially distanced concerts and they're not working that great, will help make people want to wear a mask more. It's my hope that when concerts start happening overseas in Europe, Australia, and they don't have to wear masks anymore because things are under control, mm-hmm. that that will make people jealous and crave them more. Maybe that's what it's going to take. And if that's what it takes, fine. I just don't know when that's going to be for us, and it's not going to be in 2020. No. Nope. It's just not. So we have sports back without any audience. We have live stream concerts without an audience. That's the year of 2020. If we yeah. work together, 2021 could be amazing. Every band we've ever heard of will want to tour again. Every band that hasn't had an album out in a while will have something new. It's the year of road trips and festivals and every shenanigan you can think of. And I know I'm not exactly talking to a huge audience on the podcast itself. Spotify downloads are actually doing better, especially on Spreaker, too. But at the same time, it's a dedicated audience, and I'm grateful for you guys all listening to that. You know what to do. Spread the word. Wear a mask. It's a sign of respect to other people that wear masks. Wear a band mask, too. Don't tell me that other bands, that your favorite band doesn't have a mask. They probably do by now. And if they don't, why would they not? That's a brilliant marketing idea. Wear a mask. So that being said, thank you again for checking things out. I will have the Rock Coliseum live tomorrow. I will, as a bonus, because someone brought this up and it's a great idea, I will make an MP3 out of the Rock Coliseum tomorrow and post that on the Spotify stream as well. Just so just something to listen to. So you know what? You want that as a little bonus episode? Easy to do for me, and I totally get the novelty of that. Two hours of listening to the four of us rag or praise bands. <laughs> I get it. So oh I can do that. I am working on the discography tier videos. I should have one in the next week or so. I'll have a special guest each time, a different guest. And we will all take care of that. I will have an avatar Hunter Gather album review in the works. I like the album. I already told some people that. For everyone, someone just asked, can we get a rocked mask? I make them. They're on the main channel. If you go to the main channel, any video, it'll be under the merch tab. So there's rocked masks along with the updated merch. 
Teespring actually updated their system again to where I can make masks, but also make the merch with the text on the back that I had originally. Like, mm-hmm. buy the shirt, buy the album, buy the, te- you know, buy the song, go see the band live, support the bands you love. That type of stuff is on the back text on the t-shirt. Now I finally got that back. So yeah, t-shirts and, and the masks come in black or white with a Rocks logo. So you can check that out too. There, I didn't, I just did it at cost too. So I lowered the price down to as much as I could on Teespring without, you know, lowering myself so that I'm like losing money. So, because they were going to charge like $17 for a mask. So I would get like $6 profit. And I'm like, I don't think I feel comfortable doing that. So. Nice mask, though. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I got one coming to me, so I haven't like actually physically have it myself. But I'm hoping they the graphic logo looks good. Again, you can get it in black and white along with all my other merch. If you want a black T-shirt or a white T-shirt with the logo, same with the hoodies and whatever. So yeah, shameless plug for me. But the big plug, Rock Coliseum tomorrow. And excuse me for another plug. If you want to hear Gretchen talk a little more about folklore, she just posted a video on her channel today doing a makeup-inspired look and also just kind of talking about Taylor Swift as most people are right now because Tay-Tay's running the place. This is the week of Tay-Tay. The week of Tay-Tay. Yes. So thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you guys for responding, everyone. I really do appreciate all of you checking things out. If there's anything I could say or do for you guys, let me know in the meantime in the comments and stuff like that as well. Please consider checking out the video um, tomorrow for Rock Coliseum. The actual event is in the video description, so you can set a reminder for tomorrow as well. So that will just pop up on your phone or your email if you like to set the reminders when we're going live. That being said, I think we're done. I'm excited for Rock Coliseum. Hopefully you all are too. Gretchen, is there anything you would like to end with? Nope. You already covered the mask thing. So. I want, okay, well, is there anything else you would like to talk about? No, just wear a mask and wash your hands. Okay, then. Fair enough. Just the same thing. (laughs) Wear a mask, wash your hands, and hopefully we'll have more news for you next week because more stuff's going to come out, for better or worse. Um, Just because we can't go to concerts doesn't mean music's dead. More is going to come. Thanks again. We will hopefully see you next week. And also, we will hopefully see you at Rock Coliseum tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.